Hey there. Welcome to Tell Me More. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Tell Me More is your place to find inspiration to access your inner wisdom, power to help you live an authentic life on purpose. We're going to cover concepts on personal development, mindfulness, woo, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amanda, welcome to Tell Me More. Thanks for being here today. I think the way I want to start is for you to tell me more about the journey that led you to become the owner of your own company in career coaching and leadership facilitation. Yes, absolutely. So to sum it up, I feel like God was calling me is a great way to put it. Felt like God was calling me in a different direction. And I... I really leaned into that and kind of asked, like, what is the direction that I should be going? I wanted to be a more present mom and a more present wife. And in my current role, I was in higher education and I didn't feel like I was able to give that. And so God provided opportunities and open doors and it was an, an amazing pivot. That's That's awesome. I love to hear that, that you really kind of leaned into it. One thing that you're saying there is that you kind of felt this calling and you felt something missing and that was this presence um, or what you wanted to be was more present as a mom and more present as a wife. And so I know we had talked before and you kind of talked about finding something that was just more aligned. How did you find um, this line? And, And I would be happy for you to kind of go into more of like what exactly you do right now and and where it's kind of evolved to. Absolutely. So I actually kind of that pivotal point was attending a retreat. And at this retreat, it was a women's retreat. I was asked two questions. Who am I? And who do I want to become? And this was kind of that pivotal point for me where I realized the lack of alignment between the person I was and who I truly wanted to be. And so it was during that time that I actually thought like, okay, so how do I start to put these plans into action? What, what are the decisions and the choices that I need to make in order to, uh, to be present and uh, in, in my husband's life and my kid's life and, and even just showing up for myself, I was, I was so burnt out and run ragged that I was not pouring into my cup. And so it was, it was also for me as well. And I realized I needed to make some changes in order to, to show up for myself in a better way. And so I guess going deeper there, I realized that I needed maybe that, that guidance. And, and I had a coach that helps me identify different things. And I realized, wow, like this is, and it was something I was kind of already doing in higher ed, but I'm like, this is what I want to be for people as well. And I, I feel like I just naturally was led to, to coaching and especially career coaching, because that is where we spend most of our time. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it, it's not with our kids or our family. I mean, we spend most of our time in our work, and so finding happiness and true joy there, I feel like is, is so important, but not very many people have it or get that. 
And so I want to help women find that joy, alignment, and fulfillment in their work through career coaching. And the leadership work, I've been in leadership roles and in holding leadership roles in organizations all my life. And I just, I love bringing people together, uh, increasing communication and just creating cohesiveness in teams, I feel like is so important. And it doesn't, doesn't always happen with, you know, all of the professional development out there. And so that is why I wanted to provide that space for people as well. I like what you said there. There's a couple things I want to unpack. And, um, one thing that I'm starting to notice is I talk with guests who's really started to like step into their life and do something different is they kind of just made this, this very big, like personal declaration. And I was in my car this weekend and I was driving and I was listening to something about up-leveling your life and all of the things. And what struck me with what this person said was, are you interested or are you committed? And so I definitely see the difference in those two energies of like being interested in changing, you know, especially when you feel stuck or you're, you feel stagnant, right? And then um, you're like, oh, I kind of want something to change. But then there comes that point where you make a really hard, like hard and fast decision within yourself that like, this is not who I want to be, or this is who I am and this is who I want to be. And then you became very committed to becoming that person. And I love hearing that in your story. Another thing that like jumped out at me is you were working in higher education and leadership had been a part of your, you know, professional life, it sounds like, for quite some time. And while you kind of found that pole or found that place where you're not aligned, I hear you say that you could like look back and find places within your career before this point that have kind of led you to this um, spot that helps you just, it, it, oh, it wasn't like a, a 180 turn. It was kind of just like a little bit of a pivot um, taking, I think, probably, you know, gifts that you were born with in this leadership and then able to like see this opportunity and open a door into a new world where you were really able to step into your purpose. I don't know if that resonates, but um, I see this with a lot of people kind of when they reach that, like, oh, this is this is what it is. And, you know, up until that point, you were kind of just building. And then the other part I'm pulling out from what you had just said is you felt unaligned at some point. And I think there's so much that we can learn from contrast. Um to find that right direction to go and asking yourself, who am I and who do I want to be shown the light and to like who you were that wasn't aligned so that you could step into that action. Does that sound kind of like what happened? Yes, absolutely. So much of that resonates. And I, I love the things that you pulled out and and I would agree, like the, you know, are you interested? Are you committed? And it is scary. It is scary to walk away from a career that I had for almost 10 years with 
benefits and, you know, flexible time and all of these things that are so great and keep us in these careers. And so, you know, I, it wasn't just like, yeah, I'd like to step away. I mean, like you have to commit and, and, and I am a one woman show. I I do it all. And so I, I like that, you know, and I think you have to commit to you. You know, I, I talked about, you know, not, not pouring into my cup. And I think so many women and men sit on the back burner of their life and even in their career. And we have got to, to put ourselves forward, bring ourselves forward in order to commit, in order to have that alignment. And so I think that's, that's really important too. I, yeah, no, that's, I love your story and I like how you came. I started in higher ed as well. And it's funny because I, there, there's a couple different jobs that I had that when I stepped into it, like it was 100% the right thing. I liked it. I was excited for it. And then, um, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So I'm like kind of learning that my career path is just kind of like this. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> it's time to go in a different direction. Um, but I really, it just sounds like there was so much intention for you building up into the place that you are now. And so your um, business, Amanda Fairly LLC, let's talk a little bit about that. I know that you, um, your, your niche or the women that you primarily work with are women in agriculture. Um, yeah, tell me what, tell me what it looks like um, when you coach, when you coach these women. Absolutely. So I am rooted in my faith, but I am also rooted in agriculture. And so growing up on a family farm and being married to a farmer now. And so I think the the agriculture piece is just something really natural. And so uh, women who are involved in agriculture that uh, I've connected with, I feel like that's just a a natural place for me to be and, and to working with those women because I can relate. And so whether it is, you know, uh, a woman who is married to a farmer and works off the farm, I, I can definitely relate to that and, uh, or a mom and raising her children. And so there's a lot of connections there, but yes. So on the career coaching side, you know, I, alignment is, is a big piece of that. And I think the first thing is, you know, wondering, uh, does your career align with the person that you want to be? And also, you know, your, your strengths. And so one of the, I, I feel like it is, uh, it's not as popular, but one of the tools that I use in my business is called the working genius. And I will have my clients take the working genius assessment and it will tell you essentially where you derive the most joy and fulfillment in your work. And from there, we kind of analyze, okay, are you, are you where you feel like you're going to be able to grow and, and use your geniuses, use your strengths. And I think that's a big piece is coming to that point where people probably know it like, Women know, but they're scared because it is scary to, to move or to uh, even, you know, put your resume out there or apply for jobs. It, it's kind of scary. And so I think just journeying with someone, having someone to say, hey, these are actually your strengths and you should go somewhere where someone's going to value you for those strengths instead of 
just, you know, riding this hamster wheel to collect a paycheck. And so that is something that we really dive into is making sure that there is alignment there uh, with an individual's strengths and, and what they are, are naturally not just good at, but what they enjoy because, because there's a difference. And so resume building, interview skills, those are other pieces to it as well. And then I do have an add-on. So I am actually a color analyst as well. I do color analysis. And so one of the pieces to my coaching is kind of once we've worked on that alignment and you, you know and you are confident in the direction you're going, I think the cherry on top is having your colors done, finding your season, finding those colors that create harmony with your natural features so that not only are you mentally showing up, but even physically showing up as your best self uh, and feeling that confidence, you know, when you, when you look in the mirror. I love that. I truly think that like expression is such a big part of being a woman. And I think it's awesome. I think it's beautiful that we are able to express ourselves and, you know, the way that I dress, I don't dress for other people. I wear clothes or, you know, do my hair in a way that like makes me feel, you know, confident and pretty and all of that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think when you can, you know, step into a room and clothes that you feel make you look awesome, let's do it. Let's go. So I'm curious. This is really honestly a question just to be my curiosity. What is your genius? Yes. So my two geniuses, we have, there's six of them. And so you basically, you have two geniuses and mine, my two are enablement and tenacity. And so if you think about our, the geniuses um, by elevation, I'm more feet on the ground. So I'm like at 10,000, 5,000 feet. And so I like to help people. I like to connect people and I like to get the work done. I'm a list maker. I'm a list checker offer. And so I am, uh, I'm kind of the person to, to finish. Uh, they call me, so each pairing, so I'm an ET, each pairing has a name and I am basically labeled or, or called a loyal finisher. That's the label for an ET. And I think it describes me absolutely perfectly because that that is who I am. I am a loyal finisher in, in my work and uh, even in my family and in the relationships that I have. That's fun. Can you tell me the six different um, geniuses? Yes. So, and I'm going to start and I'm going to do this kind of in elevation because I think it's a great way to understand it. So at basically 30,000 feet, you have wonder. So those are the people that are going to be asking questions like, how could we better improve this? Or what would it look like to do this? Their, con their mind is constantly going and asking these questions. Invention. So we're coming down in elevation a little bit. Ele um, invention takes what the question that the wonder asked, and they're going to invent something. So you'll be like, I got an idea. They are your idea people. And so they're, they, they will have an idea based off of whatever that person who wondered uh, provides. And then we go to discernment. So again, we're coming down. Discernment is the genius where these people have a natural gut 
feeling and instinct about whether or not something is workable. So they just, they're really good at poking holes into things and saying, ah, I don't think that's going to work because of X, Y, Z. They're super quick thinkers and uh, about basically sorting through information. And then we go to galvanizers. So galvanizers are those individuals who rally people uh, around an idea or an event. They get people excited about things. And so some of these individuals have high energy. If you're familiar with Gallup strengths, you know, some people would call them woos, but not always. Like they just may have this way about them to articulate things that people respond to. And then from galvanizing, we go to enablement and then tenacity. And so they say that you need all six geniuses on your team. You need all six in order to increase that communication and productivity. And so I think that's a neat thing about the working genius is it is a productivity tool versus a personality assessment. Yeah, that's really interesting because I know you work individually with women, but also you go into organizations and businesses to um, find that. Do you see that there's often an imbalance within the geniuses in organizations or do you see that it, you do have that, but people just aren't in the right place. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's a mix of both. I would say that sometimes when I have a team or, or a business organization take it, there may be a gap, meaning there is only one person that has it as a genius or no one. And so then we kind of have to decide, like, is that truly a gap on the team or is that something that is outsourced to where it's it's not truly a gap? Uh, and then you have uh, organizations that have used it uh, actually as a hiring tool. And so they're like, we know this is our team now, and we know that we have a gap in this area, and we're looking to maybe have someone to fill that and someone that can bring that strength and their happy in doing that. And so I've had organizations and businesses do that as well. That's interesting. Do you see where organizations or teams are hiring more on like geniuses rather than say like a job title or a job description where they're like, man, I really like this person. They're bringing the tenacity. They're not necessarily, you know, X, Y, or Z, but um, yeah, I'm just curious. I know like today's working world is a lot different than probably what it was even, you know, 15 years ago into where like I've seen somebody kind of describe it as like before we had like a pie and the pie was split into six parts and everybody had their own designated job and, you know, everyone had a triangle shape as far as their job duties. And now it's like more of a, an amoeba where it kind of covers a certain section, but it bleeds into other sections. So um, yeah, I guess I'm just curious to see if that's anything you've seen happen or a, a trend toward that. Yes. So I definitely think there is the job descriptions now are way more broad than specific. And I mean, for some positions, they are more specific. But I do feel like when they list out what they are wanting, it is it is a lot of things. It is multiple positions, it feels like when you look at it. And sometimes I think they're just trying to cover their base to see who they get. 
Uh, I think some organizations will use some type of an assessment just to see, you know, who is this person and, you know, how do they fit uh, in the team. But it is, it's definitely, I would agree, it's, it's different now than, than what it used to be. But I, I think using the working genius gives businesses and organizations an opportunity to say, hey, this person really enjoys tenacity. And it is a frustration for this other person. And so, you know, maybe we could shift some of those responsibilities to the person that actually enjoys it. And so maybe there is yeah. some shifting of roles. And I think that is just proactiveness on, on the business or organization yeah. side, because uh, you create that atmosphere where people want to come to work because they're enjoying it. And so I think that's just important to note. Yeah, that makes me think about one thing that you said about the working genius genius is that it not only like shows you what you're good at, but it kind of pairs it with what you like. And I mean, I don't know, I guess just thinking off the top of my head that that has to be a recipe for really good, you know, productivity and even longevity. I know like turnover can be, you know, a massive problem for a lot of organizations or teams and, and just kind of having that whether it's a team or an organization or, or however it is, just having that consistency of people that kind of want to stay and keep doing, you know, what it is that they like. Yeah. And now I'm curious. I'm going to have to take that assessment because <laughs> I want to see where I fall on some of that. It definitely increases morale. I, I think when, and especially when you create this common language of, Hey, Megan, I know you're really good at discernment and that's a frustration for me. Can I borrow you for a few minutes so we can spend some time in discernment or can I borrow your wonder or invention? And so my husband and I are actually opposite. He is a WI, I'm an ET. And that's, that's actually how I found the working genius was he found it and was like, we should do this together. Just, you know, as a, you know, marriage building uh, assessment and had to have conversation. And we did. And it was like, I was hooked. I'm like, this is genius. Like this, this is good stuff. And so anyway, I will borrow his WI all the time, especially for my business, because there's a lot of WI that has to happen. And so uh, I, I lean into him quite a bit for that. And even the network of people that I know that I know they're geniuses, I can lean into them as well. Yeah, that's why we have Paul on this call with us, the producer. <laughs> He's definitely got some geniuses that I don't have. So and we can, I can borrow that. It also sounds like um, something fun to bring to a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. with my friend, Friendsgiving, my people, they can plan on um, doing the working genius. So um, kind of circling back to your um, coaching with individuals, what do you see a pattern of pain points um, that you work with with women as they're or do they kind of just come in all shapes and sizes as far as, you know, what's bothering them? Yeah. So I think there is there is a bit of a diversity there between clients, but I think that so many of them feel so spread out and so spread thin that we don't even know where to start. And so that's, the, I feel like a commonality is we can, I kind of help them sort through all the things so that we can really concentrate on, you know, what, 
what is it? Because in order for our career to shift or for us to make a change there, it's probably going to take something else in some other area. And so it's, it's a domino effect. And so it doesn't just stand alone. It impacts everything in our life. And so we, we've got to look at all of those pieces as well. Yeah, that makes me like, I wonder while you're doing this work, um, one thing that like is kind of in my brain or that I like to talk about is really just living with intention. So what I hear you saying as you're working with your clients is they're feeling spread out, they're, they're feeling spread thin, which I can absolutely resonate with. But it's kind of becoming like aware of like where you're putting all of your time and all of your energy. And then like when I talk about mindfulness or are, are getting coached or coaching, you kind of have like this jumbled mess, almost like when you open your jewelry box and all of your necklaces are like scrambled together. And so you just take some time and like unwind it and like bring them into like individual, you know, necklaces back into some strings and then, you know, that sorting out and sorting through. And I think it will definitely help in that career spot, but I think that ripples through all areas of their life. Would you say that that happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And so much of it is just really that alignment piece, like making sure that, you know, we feel aligned with our career and, and life. And so uh, I, yes, I, I love that analogy of sorting through the necklaces because that's essentially what we're doing. We're like, okay, where do we want to put this one? Do we, you know, delegate it? Do we delete it? Do we keep it? And, you know, then kind of decide uh, what, you know, what are those things we need to really concentrate on? So, and some of it too is goal achievement. And so accountability is a big piece of that. And I think we can say, yes, I want to achieve this goal, but if we don't hold ourselves accountable and we haven't shared that goal with anyone else, then there's probably going to be lack of follow through. And so I am that person that is going to remind them like, hey, you said you wanted to do this and like, let's make the plan. Let's put the pieces in place in order to make it happen. Yeah. When I think about coaching and I'm borrowing this from another coach that I'll have on here. And it, it's true. It's like, you're, you're finally having a meeting with yourself. <laughs> like, okay, what, what are we doing here? And I really think that just gives us the opportunity to live our life a little with more intention. And um, another thing that, you know, she was saying, and you say alignment, and then kind of sorting things through is people feel, I think, a call to be more deliberate. Because you just kind of feel, sometimes I just, the word that comes to my mind is sloppy. Like I'm just all over the place. How do I find, you know, what's aligned and then kind of put my energy toward that? And you kind of cut the rest of it out. It starts to fall away quite a bit. And it just creates a lot more bandwidth for you to do what you want, do what does bring you some joy. So I guess for the listeners out there, and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of coaching um, for that reason. It's fun um, and just getting just that whole self-discovery part and then how it does just kind of filter in through other areas of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think something else too that comes up for me here is boundaries and 
you know, that is something that comes up as well. And even just like asking for help and then like the permission piece, giving yourself permission. And so I I want to want to say something for all the listeners out there when it comes to asking. And this was shared with me and I just feel like any opportunity I get to share it, I I want to. And so when we feel like we do not have the capacity to do something and we want to ask for help or delegate it out, but we feel guilt around it, I want you to remember that when you delegate something out and you ask someone for help, it is an opportunity for growth for that other person. It is an opportunity for them to experience something that maybe they haven't done before. And so it's okay for us to step back and, you know, delegate something out or ask for help because it it gives that opportunity for someone else. Oh, that's perfect. I love that you say that. I know that, you know, there's been different seasons in my life, especially when my kids were young, where I did need a lot of help. And today, like, I, that's my love language, you know, as how can I, how can I help you? Um, and when people like, you know, ask for help, it, it's not a burden. It's really something like I'm, I'm very happy to do and give back because, you know, especially if, when you've been there and you know how that can feel. So, yeah, kind of switching out that guilt for giving people the opportunity to help with their strengths or it feels it feels really good to give sometimes. And I think giving people the opportunity to give, I think, is a really beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. Let's talk about boundaries a little bit. What have you seen or what are what are some things that you've coached with around boundaries? Yeah, so something that really kind of comes to mind is what we take home from our our career or our job, what we take home to work on outside of the workplace. And so uh, I worked with uh, an ag teacher. I've actually worked with multiple teachers, but this ag teacher in particular, uh, bringing home, you know, work to do outside of the school day. And so I asked her, I said, is your principal or someone else asking you to bring work home every single day to work on? And she said, no, I just, I think this is what I, I have to do. And I said, well, let's try one day a week, you know, not bringing it home. And like you set aside, you know, certain days for bringing home certain things but one day a week, you're, you're not bringing anything home and you get to pick that day. And it was a total game changer for her as well as other teachers that I've, I've suggested it to. But I really think that we take on this responsibility of having to take work home. And sometimes we have to, like, that's just, that's part of the job. But a lot of times we are the ones that say, I have to do this. But when I ask, do you have to do it or are you choosing to do it? It is a choice. And so you also have the opportunity to say, you know what? I I worked my 10 hour day. I'm going to leave this here and I'm going to come back to it tomorrow. Uh, The other boundary around work is even just notifications and email on our phone uh, and, you know, turning that off at a certain time and, or even yeah. 
you know, boundaries around social media and how much time we spend. And so I always encourage my clients to set uh, specific time limits for apps on their phone. And so, you know, how much time do you truly want to spend on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, um, or your email, and you can set those time limits. And I feel like those boundaries just are game changers for us because we're able to put time and energy into something else. Yeah, that kind of what you said, what you're saying to me, like kind of goes hand in hand with that permission piece. For some reason, um, you know, we think we have to just, I don't know if it's that we think we have to prove ourselves by, you know, doing way more than what's expected or, you know, there's just so many kind of people pleasing tendencies that I think someone, so many of us have that permission piece of like, of like, you kind of get to decide so many things in your life that I don't know that people are quite open to just based on maybe some conditioning or, or who knows what, but I like hearing that. So now I do kind of want to move in the direction of the color analysis. I think that sounds a lot of fun. Tell me more about what that is. Um, you mentioned seasons when you were talking briefly about it there in the beginning. So um, yeah, if you could give us a quick outline of, of what it might look like to get your colors done. Absolutely. So uh, our our skin type, essentially, our skin, our eye color, and our lip color uh, are, are all based and, and rooted from our heritage. And I think it's really interesting because I always ask that question, you know, what is your heritage? And, you know, I get German or Czech or Irish. And so, so much of a person's coloring comes from that. And so that's what we're looking at. So eye color, skin color, as well as lip color. And uh, I look at whether you are warm, cool, or neutral uh, as a, a skin undertone. And so I recognize neutrals. So I do have 12 seasons to my color analysis instead of the traditional four. And so I have 12 different drape sets, 12 different fans. And so it is definitely a more advanced and more accurate system than the traditional four. And so during a color analysis, you come no makeup on and I will put drapes on you to basically find the colors that create harmony and balance with your natural features. Um, my goal isn't for someone to uh, see the shirt that you have on when you walk into a room, but I want them to see you. And uh, I think our eyes are so important to how we communicate with people. And so my goal is to draw people up to a person's eyes. And so whatever the color we're wearing, uh, you know, on our shirt or up top, uh, it, it is complementing our features. So I always say, uh, we wear the clothes, the clothes don't wear us. And so if you ever put something on and you feel like the clothes are wearing you, it's probably not right. Uh, but it is an amazing experience. It's a two hour session with me. And so we will discover your, your season. We will talk about color combinations as well as metals and jean washes and uh, kind of build that confidence around the colors that you wear and, and what you what you have in your wardrobe. That sounds like a lot of fun. 
It is a blast. <laughs> it is a blast. And I use uh, Saint makeup as well. And so I color match you to makeup at the end. So you you leave with a full face of makeup uh, with the colors that you know that create balance and that harmony with your features. Uh, and so it is a, truly a confidence boosting two-hour session that is totally concentrated on you. And so uh, most women, they leave and they give me a hug before and they're just like, I'm going to go shopping. I'm so ready to clean my closet. And and, and clothes are expensive. Like it is an investment uh, that you're making. And so the investment into the color analysis, I feel like is uh, well worth it because it is, it is knowledge that you will have for the rest of your life. And I love when moms bring me their little girls that are, you know, 12 to 15 or 16 years old, because this is knowledge that they will have for the rest of their life. And I just feel like it is just such a base and something that uh, is such a gift. That sounds like a fun Christmas present. I'm just <laughs> putting that out there. Yeah. That's, that does sound fun. Do you have any stories, you know, connected to the color analysis with any of your clients? Yeah, so I had a gal in my chair and she came with, uh, it was a mother, she came with her two daughters, and which I do a lot, mother-daughter sessions. And anyway, the mother's like, we got done and I revealed her season to her and she's like, I don't have any of these colors in my closet. I, I, I am not this season. This is, this is not me. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I, I want you to try it on though. I want you to go home take your fan, separate your closet. I always say anything that's in your fan, put towards the front of your closet. Anything that's not in your fan, put it towards the back or turn your hangers around uh, and wear your season for a week. See how you feel, see how people, you know, respond to the colors that you're wearing. And she's like, okay, but you know, if, if you're wrong, are you going to redo me? And I said, you can come back here, but the likelihood of me changing my mind is is uh, is is pretty unlikely because uh, the drapes tell it all. It's amazing when you put the drapes on someone how their face will either uh, it goes super light or it pulls yellow or it, it pulls darkness under their eyes, and so they can see it. And and I know she saw it, but she had some doubt. Anyway, she messaged me the next day, and she's like, "I separated my closet. All of my favorite things are in my fan." And she was like, "And I want to order the makeup too." And so she was. I, I think it just took a little bit because we we become comfortable, maybe in what we wear or what we think, uh, you know, there's a lot of myths out there that society essentially has told us. And so I spend some time myth busting during my color analysis session with clients as well. And so, uh, yes, but so she felt really good and she's been happy ever since. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm on video with Amanda, so she looks gorgeous. So I do think, um, it must be a very, a very good system. You've done a good job with that. And as you say that, I'm like, oh, my circles under my eyes. I need to get my colors drawn. No, that sounds like um, so much fun. Okay, so let's talk about how can people work with you? Where can they find you? Yes. So head to my website, AmandaFairleyLLC.com. 
and you can click anywhere where it says connect with me uh, and that will send you to my email. Shoot me an email. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, uh, Amanda Fairley LLC or the Studio of Color, which is what my color analysis uh, business is under. And so you can contact me any of those ways. And I would love to connect with, with anyone listening right now. Well, that's, thank you so much for sharing all of that. You know, we're kind of coming up on time. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to pass along to the listeners? Yeah. So one of the things that I share with my clients or at the end of a workshop is a tool is only as good as how often we use it. And so whether it is coaching, whether it is the the leadership development work, whether it is the color analysis, uh, they are tools for your toolbox and you get to decide how you use them and how you implement them into your life. And so I would encourage you as you pick up these tools, uh, you know, decide where you're going to use them. And really, you know, I think going back to what you said, are you interested or are you committed And so commit to using the tools in your toolbox. And if you're ready to sort through, uh, definitely get on my booking link and and let's get a call. Let's do a discovery call and and find out if if there is something that I can uh, do and, and to help you and sort out or create that alignment in your life. Thank you so much, Amanda. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Yes, thank you, Megan. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 